Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Talk Show. Ladies and gentlemen, happy to have you along. Hard-hitting talk radio, absolutely no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the 29th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject, I'm going to say it again, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We're also playing Christmas music to try to extend the reason for the season a little longer. Would love it if we had a Christmas attitude in America every single day. Wouldn't you like that, ladies and gentlemen? By the way, I was talking to some friends of mine yesterday, and they were talking about saying, you know what, what would the world be like without fear, without threat, without hatred, without... And we talked about uh, a friend of ours grew up... uh, and really experienced the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. You know, then in in school, they were going under their desks for fear of a Cold War fallout kind of an idea. You know, what do you do in this? And I grew up earthquakes and turmoil. And, you know, now kids are, you know, government schools and schools are having guns. And now the fear is, what do you do when a gun, violent criminal breaks out with a gun? What do you do? And, uh, you know, fear everywhere. And we talked about, we've never grown up in a nation, none of us that are alive now, in a situation without fear. Now, I'm not saying we run around in fear all day. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, you know what? We've had threats and fear and turmoil and violence as a reality to deal with literally our whole lives. What would it be like, thinking of Christmas time, what would it be like to grow up in a country where peace, prosperity, Stability, safety, comfort were the primary view. Where, you know what, people weren't trying to take advantage of their neighbor. They weren't trying to dig a pit for the neighbor. They weren't trying to take advantage of people because of their words. They weren't trying to get the upper hand. They kind of believed in a win-win-win scenario where everybody wins and everybody does well. And, you know what, I don't really, uh, you know, preserve my character and my honor if I take advantage of someone on my honor is my duty. We shake hands for contracts. We, and what would the world be like if people grew up in two-parent households where there was a father and there was a mother and there was a, all these wonderful things? What would it be like? And we don't even know what it would be like. Now, I grew up in a two-parent household, so I understand what that's like. But you know what? A significant number of Americans don't know that. What would it be like to have marriage 
ordained of God, divinely appointed by Almighty God between one man and one woman. Okay, what if that scenario was the order of the day? What if that was, the, I mean, there was rare exception. What if, okay, it, we, we, we went on. There's so much that Christmas and the spirit of Christmas underpinning that celebration is the belief in Christ and a willingness to follow him, to keep his commandments. That should be front and center on our minds as individuals and as families. Just think of family. The traditional God-ordained family was the fundamental unit of society. I mean, that was kind of the the way it was. You know, in the 50s, it was kind of that way a lot more. But they had fears of World War II on their heels, right? Fears of what is the Cold War going to bring, you know, kind of thing. Um, you know, we've had that as our companion. The earth experiences fraught with fear and trouble and turmoil and, and concern and everything is shifting and you never know and you, you don't have stability. And, you know, that's part of the experience. I get it. But I also say we as people could do a lot more to mitigate a lot of those concerns and those shifting realities and provide more stability and more comfort and strength and peace if we would follow Christ and keep his commandments. Anyway, I digress, except it was a great discussion that I had with some dear friends just, I think, yesterday. Uh, we were talking about that, and I felt like that was a worthy discussion to bring to the radio. Each of us has an individual responsibility to keep the commandments of God. And you might say, Sam, I'm not that religious. I'm just not. I'm not, I'm not a Christian like you, or I'm not a, I understand. But you know what? I'm not here to debate these fundamentals from a, a godly point of view with you. I'm here to tell you that in every society that has stability and civility and all that to it, these principles, the Ten Commandments and the two great commandments, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, might, mind, and strength, and love thy neighbor as thyself. Okay, these 12 guidelines, the two great commandments to which the law hangeth, and then the Ten Commandments, these 12 guidelines really are the, the fundamentals to a civilized, normal, stable, civil society. Whether you believe in God or not, you should believe in the principles. Believe in the idea that thou shalt not steal. I can live and let live. Okay? I can go along with the libertarian or the viewpoint of live and let live quite a bit. Uh, as long as we don't cross certain guidelines of morality and stability. My rights end where yours begin and vice versa, right? The, these fundamentals are, are critical. Whether you believe in God or not, or whether we believe that, you know, God is the, the Trinity, or whether you believe God the Father, His Son, and the Holy Ghost are three separate beings, not the Trinity, two Christian ideologies. And I know the Christians of today who believe in Trinity would say, oh, to believe they're separate beings is blasphemy. But you know, one of the first several hundred years after Christ's resurrection, there was a big debate about that. The Nicene Creed and everything else comes out of that, Right. So look, the, these fundamental Christian beliefs, some say, I don't believe in either view, the Trinity or the separate three beings viewpoint. I don't believe there's a God. Some are deists and say, I believe there's a God, but he winded the world up like a clock and he just kind of let it tick and walk away. You know, whatever you believe, that's fine. But these fundamental principles of thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, these fundamental realities matter. It has to do with trust and faith and stability in society. Anyway, just imagine what the world would be like if the majority of the people did their very best to follow Christ and follow his teachings 
and live in the familial unit of society, the family, where there's a husband and a wife, in other words, a mother, mother and a father who had fidelity to one another and to their children. And then imagine if the traditional roles that were really the, the order of the day for thousands of years, m- manipulated today by those who would destroy the family, but, but and, and these modern traditional roles, the man's primarily responsibility is provider and protector. The woman's primary responsibility is nurture. Obviously, there's nurture from the husband, and there's uh, some protection that the wife provides to children and everything else. I'm not saying there's not overlap in these fundamental roles or adaptation to uh, circumstances and needs. Sometimes husband's ill and wife has to work or whatever. You know, I get it. I understand. Sometimes both of them have to work because taxation is so belligerently out of control. I understand. But I'm telling you that imagine if we generally followed the fundamental roles of husband, father, protector. He presides and protects and provides, and the wife primarily nurtures. Just imagine if we had a society like that. You say, well, Sam, nurturing just degrades women. Lies. From the pit of hell, lies. Men and women are designed to work together not as divisionary roles, not as competing roles, as complementary roles. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Think about that statement. Think about how critical that really is. God has a plan is what I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen. And God's plan is eternal. And it's important. So why do I go off on this rant? Because it really relates to a discussion that I had with some friends yesterday. But it also has to do with this effort we're going to make in 2022 at the Loving Liberty Radio Networks. LovingLiberty.net is our website. We're not only a nationally syndicated radio network, global reach on the Internet. We've got live and on-demand radio and a 24-7 radio network, but we also have podcasts, lots of great podcasts. We just added two of them. Check them out on the website, LovingLiberty.net. One of them uh, is our buddy uh, David um, Barton and his buddy Rick Green do an incredible show. We added that. Uh, We also added Promises of the Constitution, a great show by Pam Openshaw, doing a great job for that. So uh, anyway, we're adding podcasts, but the whole goal of 2022 is to be truth tellers. We want to tell the tale of truth everywhere we go all the time. We want to really double down on the truth and solutions. All right. Truth tellers advocate for solutions. That's who we are and what we do. We're going to kick it off right. We're going to recognize women in our lives and the wonderful role God has established for them. Women who love liberty. Liberty ladies is what we're calling them. Liberty ladies partnering with strong men who are really strong on the outside but humble on the inside, who on one hand have a strong hand when it comes to what needs to get done, but yet a very gentle touch when it comes to women and children. Yeah. Real men, real women. We're going to be telling the truth like nobody's business on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I got off on that topic so much, I didn't even get to the recap of yesterday's show, did I? All right, that's coming up next, and then I'll dig in hard. We're going to talk about the Pope quite a bit today. Yeah, we talk about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints a lot, because we know a lot about it. And when new information comes forward, we brief you on that. But we do so for other religions as well. Catholics are up, the Pope's on deck. We'll talk about it on your radio. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? 
Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Sam Butchman, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. So the note I wrote for last segment, I, I got off track, but I really focused on, I think, something critically important that we're going to be focusing on for 2022 and beyond. Sam jumps into a monologue. What would the world be like? Yeah, hopefully that note makes sense. For those who haven't listened, hopefully they'll go, what? What is he talking about? And want to dig in. For those of you who know what it's about, hey, hopefully that little teaser makes sense in the notes. All right, a recap of yesterday's show starts now. A listener reminds us where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That's 2 Corinthians 3.17. No doubt the principles of liberty are taught in the Bible. In fact, let's be very clear, that's where the founding fathers got most of the proper role of limited government with checks and balances and understanding, uh, you know, how things should be separated and divided in its power and you know, the Bible is really replete with a lot of that wonderful information. The true record of God does have the answers, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be very, very clear. In fact, we're working on the livingliberty.net website, and we're going to put up a section. Uh, they're going to be called um, Truth Documents or Documents of Truth. Uh, and it's going to be, you know, the Bible is going to be there. Uh, we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, so the, the, the Book of Mormon will be there. Uh, one of the leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints called the Book of Mormon one of the greatest handbooks for freedom ever written uh, and because it teaches about this cycle about how people are, are, you know, fine. They believe in God. They follow God. God blesses them. So they prosper over time. They kind of focus on uh, things of the world and forget about God. And then they start to be unkind to one another. And then they start to 
persecute one another and they start to look at riches rather than God and they start to trust in their own strength. And, and so this cycle, they go bad and then God, you know, creates weather anomalies and different things like that uh, and famines and whatever, plagues, and, and pretty soon they are hating it. And so they remember, turn to their God and repent. And then as they repent, God blesses them again and the cycle starts over. Uh, this cycle is documented in the Bible. It's documented in the, as I mentioned, the Book of Mormon and other Testament of Jesus Christ. We're going to be talking about that cycle throughout 2022 as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can call it whatever cycle you want. You can say, I don't believe in your Mormon book. Fine. But the cycle still remains about how societies evolve and devolve and change and, and, and what happens in those societies. Anyway, so there you have that. <laughs> Back to our um, recap here. Dad, they say, pulls epic prank on Joe Biden. But now he says he's being flooded with threats. I told you this let's go Brandon was no good. The F Joe Biden idea was bogus. I told you that it would devolve to violence because there's nowhere else to go. And now we're already seeing it. I don't believe it was an epic joke on Joe Biden at all. I think it was a shame the father did it. And I think it was a sad day. Look, I don't enjoy Biden's beliefs. I don't agree with Biden on, on issues. But I'm not here to lay a trap for Biden. I'm not here to take advantage of Joe because of his words. I'm not here to mock the president or create an epic stunt or, you know, at the end of the day, go, got him. I'm not interested in that. We don't dig a pit for our neighbor. That's not what we do on your radio. So I'm sad the father did that. Shame on him. Uh, I uh, think Joe sadly agreed because he doesn't know what he's talking about. But again, um, you know what? Every one of us stumbles. Let's talk about things that matter for the security of our nation. Let's talk about things that matter when it comes to the truth and honesty. Let's talk about our rights. Let's not beat up Joe as a person. Let's not take advantage of Joe. Let's not dig a pit for Joe or anybody else that you agree or disagree with. Let's have an, an unprecedented era, future of civility, shall we? Fauci, quote, vaccine mandate. For domestic air travel would be welcome. We're going to dig into that more as the broadcast unfolds because a lot more has come to light on that since we talked about it yesterday. Fauci uh, is out of control. A NYT or New York Times Deputy Asia Editor, guy's name is Carlos Tejada, posted on social media that he had gotten a Moderna COVID-19 booster shot he got that after he got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. So he got the vaccine and the booster, exactly what he was told to do by your government, right? And governments around the world. Less than a day later, he died. He was only 49 and he was healthy before it happened. Will they admit the vaccines killed him? Doubt it. The NFL, the NBA, the NHL, and other professional sports leagues who have some of the healthiest people in the world are now seeing massive COVID outbreaks despite vaccination rates over 95%. But somehow they say increasing vaccinations will end COVID. Doesn't make any sense. We're now getting samplings to prove their projections wrong. They used to tell you they don't know what percent we need to develop herd immunity to the COVID. Now 95 plus percent examples aren't working. Just ask the sports teams. 
Also ask planes. People are going on planes and coming out sick. If the um, prevention of anybody going on a plane internationally, so we're going to block from certain countries, um, was going to help, how come the coronavirus and the latest derivatives or variants uh, came to America so quickly? Answer, because it doesn't work. How come uh, on these ships where you have 100% vaccination rates, cruise lines, Navy, all kinds of, how come you're having outbreaks on these ships if it works? And the answer is they call it a breakthrough infection. It broke through what? Well, it broke through their lies is what it did. They lie and say that it's safe, that it's effective, that you're highly protected is the term even Joe uses. Well, you're not highly protected when a breakthrough happens, and we're starting to see breakthroughs all the time. Two senators who are fully vaxxed plus the booster have had breakthroughs. Congressmen have had breakthroughs. People on ships and people on planes, and now the pilots who are either fired if they wouldn't take the vaccine, 90 plus, 95 plus percent mandated, fully vaccinated folks on airplane. Now they can't even fly the planes. They're all taking sick days because of, quote, rare breakthroughs. You're highly protected. Lies. They're not rare in breakthroughs. It happens all the time. And you're not protected. Just ask the folks that are supposed to be flying planes now and are home sick, calling in sick, going, I can't go to work because I got the cocoa. Ask those people. Right? Hundreds of flights, thousands of flights have been canceled over the Christmas weekend. They say COVID-related sick calls are the reason. They have the planes. They just don't have the staff. Why? Because the fully vaccinated staff are sick. Is that a once-in-a-while breakthrough vacation? I'm sorry, breakthrough infection? No. We're talking about thousands of flights now. And it started on you know around Christmas, but that's after they laid off a lot of people, got rid of people because they wouldn't take the vaccine. So they got rid of a lot of their employees. The other employees, they're all sick. The vaccinated are all sick. It's not a rare breakthrough like they want you to believe. It's a lie. And it's also a lie that, you know what? It's safe and effective and you're highly protected. That isn't true. Now they have to reduce the, without any science, by the way, without any evidence. Let me say that again. Without any evidence. They reduce the, quote, isolation time from 10 days to five days. They didn't do that because it's backed by science. There was no studies. There was no evidence. There was only this. We believe that people are, you know, spreading the virus uh, less after you're sick than we thought. And so we're going to reduce it from 10 days to five. The truth is it's political. The truth is they got all kind of pushback at the CDC from all kinds of businesses saying we flat out can't even operate. So this is an economic decision by pressure from big business saying, hey, we've been following your guidelines, but our people are all sick. So the CD is shortening the isolation time from 10 days to five days. They say if asymptomatic followed by five days of wearing a mask, we don't have any evidence that masks work. In fact, we have evidence to the contrary. We don't have any any evidence that if you're asymptomatic that you spread the virus less than if you're sick. Why do we say a sick guy has to stay home but an asymptomatic person is fine? We haven't tested them. We don't know which one is fine and which one's not. The asymptomatic guy might spread the disease way more than a sick guy. We don't have any evidence, any facts on that at all. So they're just lying to you and changing the game as they go. For political reasons, for everything else. They're not doing it because it's facts. They're doing it because they have no choice. The fact is this rare 
breakthrough infection stuff is not rare at all. And this, your highly protected lie from Joe is not true. How does Joe know? Joe's not a scientist. Joe's not a doctor. Joe Biden's allowed to speak out and say what he wants, whether it's fake news or not. There's thousands upon thousands of scientists and doctors that would completely disagree with Joe. Why is Joe allowed to say what he wants and peddle fake news when he's not even a licensed physician? But yet doctors who have evidence and experience in the real world on the ground, they're not allowed to articulate their views because they're somehow fake news. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth shall set you free. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. 85-year-old John Madden, probably the biggest name ever in the National Football League, unexpectedly died Tuesday morning in Pleasantine, California. That's in the East Bay area. Anyway, anyway, here's how you slice it. See, a lot of people don't know. You have to slice it down the middle. See, and then you slice it across this way. Because what it is, it's a it's a deboned chicken stuffed in a deboned duck stuffed in a deboned turkey with dressing between the chicken and the duck and the duck and the turkey. Sportscaster Jim Gray on Fox News Wednesday morning. Uh, he went on to win more games uh, for uh, his first 10 years in a percentage. He won three out of four games. Just think about that for a, fo- for a minute, folks. Three out of four games that he played, 75%. Mission controllers started the risky process Tuesday to open the James Webb Space Telescope Sunshield. The telescope continues moving to its home one million miles from Earth. USA Radio News. Here's a great thing to consider doing right now before the end of the year. Call MediShare and find out just how much you would save by switching to MediShare, the affordable alternative to health insurance. When you call, you'll get some good news and probably be very happily surprised, too. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. It's so worth it to at least find out. And you'll see why more than 400,000 people are already members. MediShare is a Christian community that shared more than $4 billion in each other's health care costs. It really is remarkable, and they're very easy to talk to. And here's the thing. If you join before the end of the year, they'll waive your new member fee. That's another $170 you'll save. I'll give you the number here in a second. The call, and you'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is December 31st, so call now. You'll save even more. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Let's get a COVID update with Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau. The Biden administration remains under fire for COVID-19 testing shortages and long lines at COVID testing sites. Arizona Republican Congressman Andy Biggs joins Fox News and criticizes the White House's strategy to curb the pandemic. They ginned up the the uh, the sense of needing a test. Everybody needs to get tested. And then they didn't make sure that you could uh, uh, receive those tests. As part of the Biden administration's plans to combat the spread of the highly contagious Omicron variant, the White House will order 500 million at-home rapid tests that Americans can obtain for free. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention, or CDC, on Tuesday said it's actively investigating or observing 86 cruise ships following COVID-19 outbreaks on board. USA Radio News.
absolutely bogus, man. Their narrative is absolutely unraveling like you wouldn't believe. Why won't they let the vaccine injured tell their stories? Why won't they let those who have died from vaccinations tell their Oh, dead people tell no truths, I guess, right? Why not the families tell that my family member died because of the vaccinations? Why won't they let us tell those stories? We now hear at the bottom of the hour break on USA Radio News. That's why we have the news. A lot of people mock me for having the news at the top and bottom of the hour on our networks. But I submit to you that it's valuable. You get a lot of real-time news when it breaks from these groups. You also get interesting tidbits of the narrative that they're telling. Uh, I call it kind of the enemy narrative, if you will. Um, These groups, these Salem Radio Network and USA Radio Network, they're the most conservative news I can find. If you can find me a 24-7 consistent news channel that's better, I'm absolutely interested. But in the meantime, they're willing to tell the narrative of the mainstream press, if you will. They do so with a little bit more Christian view, and uh, they're willing to tell the tale more than most. Uh, But they just at the bottom of the hour said, now the CDC is looking at 86 cruise ships that have breakthrough infections on them. Is that rare? No, it just means that those who are vaccinated are passing the coronavirus to each other. Okay, they're getting sick, breakthrough, then they're passing it to others. You got breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough, making the breakthrough narrative a lie. The vaccines simply don't work, and the CDC's reality check is proving it. All right, Dr. Peter McCullough, for example, speaks to Joe Rogan on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, and they say, you know what, we wouldn't even be allowed to tell this story on YouTube or on other places. Thank heavens Joe Rogan's willing to talk about it and have on Peter McCullough and let Peter speak freely as he chooses, right? Medical scientist Peter McCullough, doctor, speaks out. And he charged that the media and the government censorship related to COVID and the reality of treatments and not willing to focus on early natural and other treatments have caused untold harm contributing to many deaths all right that's dr peter mccullough saying that there's a lot of doctors thousands of doctors are speaking out mccullough believe it or not has testified before congress before the u.s senate on the suppression of early treatments that have been shown to be effective for COVID 19 including Hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, and ivermectin both, ladies and gentlemen. His concern about the COVID-19 vaccine is the unusually high number of deaths. Not to mention reports of severe adverse events or reactions, such as myocarditis, that's the heart thing, compared to previous vaccines. But they don't care. See, why can this doctor testify before the Senate but not speak to the people? Why does YouTube become God and the government backs this idea where they can say, Peter McCullough, even though you're a licensed medical physician, a scientist, a doctor, you can't share your views. Fake news. Can't share them. But yet the Senate can hear from Dr. Peter McCullough. And, uh. Joe Biden is able to speak and spew his lies that they're safe and effective. They're not safe and effective. There's deaths by the thousands because of the vaccines. There's adverse reactions by the 
thousands, bordering on millions now, at least tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands beyond debate. Even the experiments before they released the experimental vaccines unleashed it on the world. They had all kinds of deaths and adverse reactions. The companies know it. The governments know it. Everybody knows it. In fact, why aren't refugees getting vaccines? Because they don't want to be liable. Countries can protect vaccination companies by having the taxpayers bail out when liability needs to happen. But refugees don't have that guarantee by any government. So therefore, they're not going to vaccinate the refugees because they don't want to get in trouble and be liable. Why is all that? Let's talk about the truth, shall we? So Joe's able to spew his lie that you're highly protected if you've taken, you know, vaccine one, vaccine two, um, then the booster. Now they're talking about a fourth vaccine because it isn't working and they know it. But why is Joe able to spew that fake news lie everywhere he wants? The news is just full of Joe and the CDC. Never mind the fake news and the lies they've been peddling. Um, but yet Joe can speak out even though he's not a physician. He's not, he's not a licensed physician. He's not a scientist. He doesn't have experience. But he can say what he wants anywhere, and it's okay. But Peter McCullough can't. Why? Because they can't handle the truth. They don't want the other side of the story to be told. They don't want families of the dead to speak out. Those who have had adverse reactions to speak out and tell the truth because it'll destroy their narrative that they're safe and effective and that you're highly protected. It isn't true. There's only three federal officials now viewed favorably by the American people, according to a new poll. John Roberts, the Supreme Court Justice, Jerome Powell, and Anthony Fauci. Why the people believe in those guys, I don't know. But it's obvious why we can't get Fauci fired because most of the people love Fauci. They love the lies being spewed from supposedly the top doctor in the land. Never mind that Fauci can spew his lies. Uh, but yet, you know what? All the other doctors who disagree with him are flat out shut down everywhere. There was a caller to Republic Broadcasting Network. A listener emailed this to me. And they recommended a slogan against the mandates, which I think was brilliant. They're lying and we're dying. Amen. They are lying. We are dying. That's a factual statement if I've ever heard. Wow. All right, second hour, we had on our guest Nathan Jones. He happens to be the CEO of a company called Clear, spelled X-L-E-A-R, clear.com. They are a global leader in creating natural, convenient, xylitol-based products. They're sinus and oral care-based products to help you live a healthy lifestyle. Clear.com with an X, X-C-L-E-A-R.com. And we had a great chat with Nathan. And Nate founded Clear in order to improve lives by spreading the message of proactive health. Pretty cool stuff. Clear Max is one. That's their uh, clean your nose um, nose spray. They got Spry, which is dental defense. Then they have Xylo Sweet Natural Sweetener, or a natural sweetener, I'm sorry. And these products really make a difference, folks, naturally. Xylitol stuff is pretty cool. But a lawsuit was filed by the Department of Justice. They claim on behalf of the United States, alleging that certain statements made by Clear violated the Federal Trade Commission Act and the Consumer Protection Act. 
lies, lies, lies. They're not willing to debate the science of it with the FDA. They're just simply saying, hey, you're violating all kinds of trade rules. Well, that's the way they basically change the argument and not have to discuss the science, but attack groups who are all focusing on natural health and healing solutions. But here's the point. The government is suing Claire asserting, among other things, that when Claire tells people about scientific studies, including published by the National Institutes of Health, that somehow the Clear staff is misleading people and making false claims. The whole thing is nonsensical, but that's the battle. The government's doing all within its power to stop Clear from simply telling the public about the science. What is the government protecting Americans from? The facts? The science? The right to know? That's what we're seeing, folks. It's a shame. Our government refuses to tell the American people that washing your nose with clear products and other products, you know what, may significantly reduce your risk of getting a severe case of COVID-19, which might lead to hospitalization and death. The government doesn't want these people to tell this story. Using naval sprays to combat SARS-CoV-2, right? You want to learn more, go to clear.com slash science. National, I'm sorry, nasal irrigation reduces symptoms related to SARS-CoV-2. They're not allowed to say those things. Never mind their scientific studies that prove it. How come government and the media can run around and say, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands? Well, I think they should be able to say that. But Claire is just saying, wash your nose. Wash your nose. Using our products, you can wash your nose. And if you wash your nose, hey, there's snot there um, because your body's trying to fight off an infection or whatever else. And, and so in that snot can harbor all these diseases. You know, wash it out. Clear it out. It'll really help. Wash your hands and your nose. The government's saying, no, no, we can wash our hands, but don't claim washing your nose helps. You can't say that. So Claire says, well, FDA and others, what do we need to do to say that? Crickets, silence. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why I say that your government is your enemy in this. They don't want the truth. They don't want health and healing. They're shutting down every doctor, every scientist, every health and healing company from doing anything but their plan, which is vaccine and death. You got to ask yourself, why the heck? Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids.
The CDC just reported that 7,218 people died after receiving a COVID-19 shot. Granted, vaccines are a complicated concoction of chemicals, and as with any medical experiment, it can take a long time to get it right. This is not the first time people have been hurt when vaccinated. What is different this time, and so concerning, is the reaction to these death numbers. Let me explain. In 1976, the government vaccinated 45 million people for swine flu. A total of 53 people died after getting that shot, and the U.S. government immediately halted the vaccination program. Why? Because authorities decided it was too much of a risk. Why would they halt the program back then for 53 deaths, but now, with over 7,000 deaths, they are using every method possible to force it on you? In fact, now the health authorities are using their power to silence anyone who dares to question the COVID vaccination. Why? Why is anyone that questions COVID silenced? Even doctors are being censored. What's up with that? Paid for by Evan Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, there's a petition to bring Senator Manchin to the GOP. We talked about this the other day, and I didn't get a chance to recap this one. Stopjoe.com is what they want, and I don't understand it. It's insane. Why would you want Joe Manchin to be a Republican? Uh, it's a joke. The National Taxpayers Union rates Congress, and Joe Manchin gets a 20. No, he gets a 4%. I guess it's the 2020 uh, numbers they're talking about. A 4%. Why would you want a National Taxpayers Union? So when it comes to your taxes, uh, from a friendly tax point of view, this guy gets a 4%. Why would you want that guy to be a GOPer? Are you kidding me right now? The New American Magazine also has what they call the Freedom Index. It's a congressional scorecard based on the U.S. constitutionality of your votes, right? And Joe Manchin on there got a 28%. 28% friendly to the Constitution. What does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, does that mean it's a 72% unfriendly to the Constitution? Yeah, that's exactly what it means. Who on earth would want Joe Manchin to be part of your party? What are you trying to do, build the swamp? Just have the um, Republican Party such a wide-net, big-tent group that nothing matters? Principle doesn't matter? Fidelity to the Constitution doesn't matter? Oath of office doesn't matter? None of those things matter. Just make the party big. Make the party bold. you got a massive log cabin Republican faction of the Republican Party that's the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and whatever the heck the Q stands for. I say that because if you say queer, are you allowed to say that? Are you allowed to use queer now, or is that kind of racist and bigoted? I don't know. It's kind of confusing, right? Nevertheless, the Q is that questioning. Well, I'm questioning the whole narrative, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not here to be mean to any of these people, but I'm here to say, look, what is the Republican platform all about? Do we have any fidelity to that? What is the value of party? Why do we have uh, uh, a willingness to uh, obey the party or be part of the party uh, but not obey the party's platform? What's that all about? Who decides the platform? Who decides uh, the fidelity to that? Well, forget party for a second. What about principle? Anyway, I digress. I just thought I'd tell you that. i got to get to the Pope, folks. So Pope Francis is in the news, ladies and gentlemen, for a very good, good reason. And again, I always tell you the good, bad, and the ugly. Even when it's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, if I don't feel like what they're doing makes sense, I speak out. I don't attack them, and I'm not going to attack the Pope even if I disagree with him either. But I am going to do my best to talk about principle. And when it comes to forced vaccinations, I stand on the principle of agency. 
People should be able to choose as they think best, and forced vaccinations are wrong and evil. And when the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and others are doubling down in favor of vaccines, I politely disagree. If the Pope does something wrong, I'll disagree. If the Southern Baptists do something wrong, I'll disagree. And I'll highlight why I disagree. The reason I disagree with the vaccine thing is because I believe in the principle of agency. People should be able to have transparent information and be able to choose for themselves. I maintain that forever. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer to the point where, hey, if you want to get vaccinated, I'm not against you. Go right ahead. I don't believe in the vaccines for me. I don't want to take them. I would encourage you not to take them because my research says they're not safe, effective. They don't provide a high degree of protection, as you've been told. That isn't true. So I don't want the vaccines. But if you want them and you do your research and you come back and say, Sam, I really believe they're beneficial. You know, I, I'm going to take them. Go right ahead. Just don't force me as I won't force you. Let's just live and let live a little bit, right? Anyway, I digress again. Back to the Pope. He's doing a great job. He has a great message, and I want to share it with you if you haven't seen it or heard it. Pope Francis shared his advice for married couples. He says, remember these three words in marriage, please. He talks about marriage. The relationships in marriage have been tested due to the pandemic big time. Okay? Francis, or Pope Francis spoke from his studio window, and penned his letter, a Christmas present, to married couples. See, I think that's fantastic. Good for the Pope. As he urged couples who are struggling to seek help. I agree. You need to be careful where you go for help, but I agree. He also wanted you to remember these three words in marriage, please. The comments were noted by the Today's Show in a piece published on Monday. The Pope talked about how the pandemic aggregated, aggra, aggravated, I'm sorry, pre-existing problems in some families and created conflicts that in some cases became almost unbearable, the Pope says. The breakdown of a marriage causes immense suffering. Boy, is he right on on that reality. Since many hopes are dashed and misunderstandings can lead to arguments. And hurts that are not easily healed. Amen to that. He's right as rain. The most intimate of relationships, the marriage, also has the most delicate of relationships to where, you know what? Even words that are said careless, carelessly can create real, real damage. Not only to the relationship, but to the people who are involved. Francis explained. Amen. Right as rain. Children end up having to suffer the pains of seeing their parents no longer together. The Holy Father pleaded with parents to keep seeking help to overcome obstacles, including through prayer. That's really cool. So now the Pope focusing on prayer. Remember also that forgiveness heals every wound the Pope shared. He also encouraged married couples to keep having children. He calls it to fight the demographic winter. Right? Italy, believe it or not, is now home to one of the lowest birth rates in the world. Maybe we're not born into an exceptional problem-free family, but you know what? Our family is our story. 
Everyone has to think this. Our family is our story, our heritage. It's my story, Pope Francis said. They are our roots, and if we cut them, life dries up. Wow. Wise words, in my humble opinion, from the Pope. And I'm not even Catholic. But you know what? I find truth wherever it is, and I bring it to the table. I reject truth wherever it's. I'm sorry. I reject um, lies or the lack of truth wherever I find it. I do my best to embrace truth everywhere. And I know people would say, well, Sam, that's just the truth as you see it or the truth as you tell it. I know. I get it. Everyone's that way. Right? I'm no different. I'm not putting myself above anybody else. I'm just telling you, I, I embrace the truth to the best of my ability and bring it to you. And I try to reject falsehoods every time I can and bring it to you. And if you like my take and if you believe in, in, in my uh, narrative or whatever you want to say as part of your life, that if it educates you and informs you and entertains you and, and encourages you and provides you uh, support for stability and safety and prosperity in your life and you believe I bring solutions to the table, then listen to what I have to say. If you don't, then just simply turn off your radio and go away. Go listen to somebody else that you believe in more. That's all. Right? Pope Francis, I believe, is on target here. Shares his advice for married couples. Remember these three words. Yeah. He counsels seeking help to overcome obstacles, including through prayer. I couldn't agree more. Remember also that forgiveness heals every wound, the Pope also explained. I couldn't agree more. He also encouraged married couples to keep having children. I love that because I believe that's where the solutions are found, in the family. Remember that Mike Lee, Senator Mike Lee clip that we uh, highlight on the breaks? talks about, hey, you know what, you can have all kinds of political ideas to things, but that isn't the answer. If we want to solve the problems of today, what we need to do is get married and have kids. It's the family that's the fundamental end of society. It's the family where solutions are found. It's the family. The family, baby. And the Pope doubles down and gets it and highlights for Christmas the importance of marriage. The Pope shares his advice for married couples. Remember these three words in marriage. You ready for them? I've held off on giving them to you on purpose a little bit. The three words are as follows. Please, thanks, or thank you, and sorry. Please, thank you, and sorry. In my opinion, this is brilliant counsel from the Pope, ladies and gentlemen. Really brilliant. If you want your marriage to last, learn to use the words please, thank you, and sorry. And genuinely mean those words. And then focus on getting help. Prayer is the place to go, getting help from God Almighty. Prayer is an integral component. Forgiveness, necessary and vital. So the, the Pope is saying, go to God, forgive one another, use please, thank you, and sorry, and have children. And when you do those things, you'll be on the right track to a healthy, stable marriage. You can conquer misunderstandings. You can conquer words said Recklessly, lightly, not meant, not intended, and you can heal the hurt. You can come together, and you can realize how vital marriage really is. See? I mean, just tremendous stuff, in my opinion. Seeking help to overcome obstacles, including prayer. 
Keep having children, baby. That's what the Pope also says. I couldn't agree with this advice more if I, if I wanted to. It's fantastic advice from our Catholic brethren and sisters or whatever you want to say. I think it's really good. I'm going to repeat it one more time before the end of the hour because I don't want you to miss any of it. Some say too, Sam, why do you repeat yourself? Why don't you just move on? Because I'm really trying to get, if you're listening to the radio and you get distracted for a minute because a phone call comes in or you, um, you know what, you're pulling up in your car and you're parking and you got to roll down your window and uh, grab a ticket or whatever you got to do, right? I, I, want, I don't want you to miss things. So I repeat myself a lot of times on the radio, not because I'm con, you know, confused. It's because I, I realize that life happens while you're listening to the radio. I realize distractions occur and everything else, right? But I want to really highlight and tell you how much I agree with Pope Francis. Pope Francis shared his advice for married couples. Remember these three words in your marriage. Please, thanks, and sorry. Seeking help to overcome obstacles, including through prayer, advises the Pope. Remember also that forgiveness heals every wound the Pope shared. He also encouraged married couples to keep having children. What an incredible um, Christmas gift is the best way I can describe it. What an incredible Christmas gift from the Pope, baby. Penning his letter. Speaking out boldly, nobly, and independently. I believe speaking God's word here. Whether you're a, a Catholic, whether you're a Mormon, or a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, whether you're a um, you know, Baptist, Southern Baptist, or otherwise, whether you're uh, you know, evangelical, whatever, whatever word you describe your worship, man, you got to agree with the Pope on all this. Have children, turn to God, pray. Learn to say please, sorry, and thank you. Marriage is vital. Amen. Amen and amen is all I can say. All right, that's a wrap. Hopefully it wasn't too boring. Hopefully it was educational and entertaining. Hard-hitting for sure on your radio. But hopefully we take on the hard-hitting reality in terms of principles and focus on the truth. Hopefully we're not offending and attacking individuals because that's never our intent. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Merry Christmas extended to you and a happy new year. We pray that in 2022 we can be greater truth tellers than we've hitherto been. I don't know how to get that done, but I'm going to sure pray hard and work at it. I'll tell you that right now. All right, hour one of the can, hour two coming up. Donate liberally to our efforts, please. Every penny helps us grow our presence in the media. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the republic. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show.
back with your live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is hour two of two, and this is the broadcast for December the 29th in the year of our Lord, 2021. Promoting God, family, and country, protecting life, liberty, and property, rejecting revolution, standing for peaceful restoration is the order of the day on Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. 25 incredible years in broadcasting, plus, and we're continuing in 2022 with an effort to double down on truth-telling. We've been truth-telling for 25 years. How do we ratchet it up? How do we stand even more bold? How do we become even more noble? How do we become more truth-telling? Man, that's a tall order, but we're going to do our very best, ladies and gentlemen, to get it done in 2022. Uh, I say it's a tall order because, man, we already do our best to double down as truth-tellers, right? Well, all I can tell you is we're going to quadruple down then, ten-tuple down, whatever term you got to do, right? The CDC now is investigating 86 cruise ships with COVID-19 outbreaks. When they told you the outbreaks were breakthrough infections for the vaccinated, um, was rare. That's a lie. 86 ships now. All these people are going on these ships are vaccinated, folks. Mandated by, I don't know who. Not by your government. The courts have shut down bureaucrats in their mandates, right? Joe got shut down by courts left and right, didn't he? Uh, by business. By folks that are literally taking a suggestion from the president, rejected by the courts, and now mandating it on their cruise ships. Even Ron DeSantis in Florida rejecting that narrative. But nevertheless, you've got all kinds of infections breaking out. The vaxxed are getting the vaxxed sick. What does the government do? Reduces the incubation time and the isolation time from 10 days to 5. Without science, without evidence, I'm not defending the 10-day quarantine or the 5-day quarantine. I'm just telling you that they're running around without any facts, any science. Now, Fauci is going to be retiring soon, I'm sure, at some point, if they don't fire him first. But they can't fire him. The people love old Anthony. They love old Tony Fauci. They love the lies coming from the administration, right? Well, check it out now. New headline says this about whacked out Fauci. Dishonest Fauci. Report puts Fauci's retirement at 350k per year. Biggest in US government pension history. That's what we're going to give Fauci for abusing the people for lying for like 50 years on AIDS, on COVID, on everything else. We're going to let this guy retire just right off into the sunset and the taxpayers are going to pay $350,000 per year forever for this guy. <laughs> Till he dies. Now, even with all that, I don't wish death on Fauci. I pray for Fauci. I pray that he comes to his senses. I pray that he decides to be a truth teller, that he decides to, to lay out, you know what? I've been wrong about this, or I've intentionally deceived. However bold the truth needs to get, let it be. Repentance can come to even Anthony. Even Tony can repent and tell the truth. And I pray that's what happens. I don't wish any ill to him. Now, I wish we, the taxpayers, had come to our senses and say, you're not getting $350,000 a year in your retirement. That's not happening, sir. And you can say, well, wait a minute, we've kept up, we made a promise to him, we've got to keep it. No, 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 no. Uh, not if he lied and, and perjured himself before Congress and gets fired first. Pensions aren't no matter what, are they? If they are, then we need to pay Fauci and keep our commitments. But we also need to change the law so that doesn't happen ever in the future again. 
Anyway, so report puts Fauci's retirement at 350k a year. That's more than the president. That's bigger than anybody else in history, in pension government history. It's insane. All right, people are wondering why the heck are Omicron symptoms mimicking the cold? Why do they resemble the common cold, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. Here's why. The Omicron variant of the coronavirus might have symptoms similar to the common cold because the new variant literally has genetic code from the common cold inside of it. Yes, that's what Reuters says anyway. The Omicron variant likely acquired a mutation of one of its more than 30 mutations as part of the common cold. Now, I don't think that's a big deal. That's just information we're gaining knowledge of that the CDC is admitting and everybody else is admitting that, hey, this new variant, the um, um, Omicron variant or whatever, has less uh What's the word I want to use? Less deadly, less hospitalizations resulting. It's milder because it doesn't attack your lower lungs. It attacks your upper lungs, so it's a respiratory problem, but it's not near as bad. And people are struggling to tell if it's the cold or the cocoa. And they say one of the biggest ways you can tell if it's the coronavirus, quote, Omicron variant, or whether it's a cold, is a cold comes on slowly, whereas the Omicron comes on fast. If it comes on fast and you have a headache, it's most likely the, quote, Omicron variant of the cocoa, not a common cold. If it comes on slowly, then it's probably the common cold. They also then say, hey, it's hard to tell between the corona, Omicron variant, and the flu, and the cold. Well, remember at the start of this two years ago, when guys like me were comparing this to the cold and to the flu, and they said, oh my gosh, how ignorant can you be? This isn't even close to the cold. This isn't even close to the flu. It's a whole different virulent strain that's much more virulent, uh, much more spreading, if you will, much more dangerous. It's killing people left and right. It's how dare you compare it to the cold. It just shows your scientific ignorance. How dare you compare it to the flu. It just shows your scientific uh, Neanderthal views. You don't have a clue. You're peddling fake news. You're ignorant as all get out, they used to say. Now they're telling me, hey, how do you tell between a common cold and the cocoa latest variant? How do you tell between the flu and the cocoa coming? Now they're admitting all that we're admitting. They're also saying we're having trouble testing for the Omicron. Uh, we don't really have the ability unless we gene sequence to tell the difference between Delta variant and, quote, Omicron variant. And it's very hard for us to tell the difference between the flu and the cold and the cocoa. And we don't really know. And our testing isn't accurate. And by the way. Um, we didn't really get the testing ratcheted up like we should have, and now we're mandating all these tests to come back to government schools and everywhere else. Uh, but since we don't have the tests and we can't test and there's no way to get the tests, we're having to back off of our mandates, and we, we don't know what we're doing. Isn't that what's going on, really? And then we're going to give Fauci a massive, the biggest pension in U.S. history. U.S. government pension history, the biggest, goes to Tony Fauci. Of all people, this is, I mean, this should make you livid, folks. Why the Omicron variant symptoms mimic the common cold? Well, because they got the cocoa baked into the cold now, or the cold baked into the cocoa now. We're not sure. They used to tell you they were so separate, and how dare you Neanderthals mix up science. And now they're saying, hey, they're literally together. There's literally genetic code from the cold in the cocoa virus now. By the way, the CDC uh, got caught again. Being dishonest with the people, peddling fake news. 
All right, come on, you fake news people. Let's stand up. Let's get her done. Let's talk about who's peddling fake news. Facebook had to admit their fact-checking was nothing but opinion. They got caught. Now it's the CDC's time to get caught. Here it is. CDC cuts its estimate of prevalence of Omicron. All right, this is very important, folks. Delta, not Omicron, was the dominant variant in the United States in the week ending December the 18th. Let me say that again. Delta, not Omicron, was the dominant variant in the United States in the week ending December the 18th. Now, the CDC told you that it was not Delta, that it was Omicron. Well, now they have to change their opinion because they lied. Well, you can say they got mixed up. No, well, you can say their projections weren't right. No, remember, they only follow the science, ladies and gentlemen, and attacking Fauci is like attacking the science, right? But Delta, not Omicron, was the prominent variant. Well, the CDC said they have to change their opinion now. Oh, they're not talking scientific fact. They're talking opinion. That's right. They're not talking reality in numbers. They're talking about estimates. That's right. The term we use is a WAG. It stands for a wild A star star guess. The CDC in the beginning estimated that the Omicron variant now accounts for roughly 59% of all cases in the United States. Well, that's not what they said a week ago. They say it's a significant decrease from the agency's previous estimate. So they're not admitting that it's just an estimate, but their estimate was wrong. The update, they say, shows how hard it is to track the variant in real time. Well, I agree, and I'm not saying they can track it, but don't run around and act like you're just the science guys, and anybody who disagrees with you is out in the weeds and peddling fake news and ignorant and your enemy and a terrorist. Don't do that because you're lying to the people. All you're doing is putting forth your W-A-G, wild egg ass. It turns out how poorly the agency has communicated its uncertainty, folks. Last week, the CDC said Omicron accounted for 73% of variants circulating in the United States. Now they've adjusted that WAG to 59%. They don't even know. And they admit it. I'll prove it in seconds on your radio. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission. morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off with America surrendering to terrorists. Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so the CDC changes its estimate. You see, they act like it's fact when they report it all the time. They act like we're peddling fake news, but now they admit it's an estimate. It's a W-A-G, a wild A guess. All right, they now change their estimate of variance. Uh, they realized that, A, Delta, not Omicron, was the primary driver of illness in the United States, ending in December uh, 18th. They admit that. So they totally changed. They said it was Omicron. Now they admit it was Delta. Dr. Scott Gottlieb, he's the former commissioner of the Food and Drug Administration, suggested on Twitter now that that could mean that a significant number of the hospitalizations were because of Delta, not Omicron. Why is that so significant, ladies and gentlemen? Why do I focus on that change? I'm not trying to take advantage of the CDC of their words. I'm not trying to attack them because they're trying to deal with a very rapid changing scientifically environment. Okay, I'm, a, I'm, I'm focusing on this because it's principle. They act like they got the facts and they're only science. And if you ever attack anything they say, you're attacking science. But now we realize that they've just got estimates and their estimates were wrong. And they had to completely change. Why does that matter? Because Omicron isn't putting people in the hospitals. Delta has, for sure. But Omicron, for the most part, is not killing people. We've got one death in the United States, and we've heard of Omicron for like a month now. Three weeks at least. Right? Okay. So the reason it's so important is because they're acting like right now you got to shut everybody down. Kick your relatives that are non-vaccinated out of Christmas, says whacked out Fauci. Don't have a New Year's party because you'll get everybody sick and everybody will die. Get vaccinated. Now we're finding out that 80 ship, 86 cruise ships, all of the people vaccinated are having breakthrough infections all the time. Airplane pilots that are all vaccinated can't fly because they're all sick. And they're running around. Okay, this is where the science starts to break down. And you realize that they're just involved in opinion too. And so when they want you to believe everybody's going to the hospital, oh my gosh, the hospitals are overwhelmed. Everybody, no, it's because of the Delta variant that's phasing out and the... Uh, the Omicron variant is what's cranking up, but that's that's not putting people in the hospitals. And at first, the way the CDC reported it, you would believe people are going to hospitals big time because of the Omicron variant. Because they said the Omicron variant was dominant. Well, it's not true. They say hospitalizations typically lag several weeks behind initial infections. Well, then, if you know that F or CDC, why didn't you then back off? And say, we don't know what's driving this yet. 
we don't know if it's Delta or Omicron. The, the hospital numbers lag several weeks, and so we don't really have a good handle on it yet. But they spoke as if they were peddling fact when scientifically they knew it wasn't fact. They knew this lag occurs, but they spoke out anyway because they're so drunk, hungry for power, that they want to just tell you anything and act like they're the god. And they're not, and they lie, and they get caught, and the proof continues. Experts now say they were not surprised by the revisions. So not only do they know it's by guess and by golly that it's a wild A guess, a wag at best, that it's nothing but an estimate, they expect it to be revised, so they know it's not even the real numbers. But I'm telling you, the unsuspecting public, I mean, who could challenge the science? And I've had a thousand people or more come to me and say, Sam, how can you say the things you're saying on the radio? You're not a doctor. You're not a scientist. You're just a redneck commentator, buddy. And it, what, what gives you the right to speak out? What gives me the right is I understand. I'm a pretty smart redneck. I'm a high-tech redneck, folks. And I know enough to do the who, what, when, where, why of a story, which the mainstream press seems to fail regularly to do. And I know that the hospitalizations lag. And I know that the science is a guess and by golly by these people. And the proof is now in the pudding. Every time I speak out, I get vindicated over and over and over. Have I missed a few? Sure, I've been on the radio 25 plus years. But when I miss a few, I come on the radio and apologize and straighten it out. Oh, would the mainstream press and would your government led by whacked out Fauci and creepy Joe, would they do the same? I think not. Joe got in a battle with a reporter just the other day. And the reporter's like, didn't you kind of miss this thing on the testing? I mean, you don't have testing ratcheted up. Now we're all caught flat-footed. And Joe argued with the reporter. He's like, no, we didn't mess up here. We could have never known. That's not true. You knew that a COVID outbreak could happen at any moment for two years, Joe. Don't lie to me now. I'm not Judge Judy. Come on now. We've known that an outbreak could happen. They've been telling you an outbreak could happen every single day, so many times a day that you're sick of it. But Joe's like, no, we didn't miss this. We didn't do wrong. Now they're admitting that Joe kind of got caught flat-footed and he didn't do a good job, that we should have had testing in place. And then I released the article to you that says Joe had an offer back in October to crank up testing. And Joe, whacked out Joe, who says he didn't miss it, turned that offer down. And I've been the one saying to you, tests are super hard to get a hold of. Everybody can't test every day. Everybody can't test all the time. I tried to get a COVID test for the longest time, and it was like pulling teeth to get one. I had to talk to doctors, and then doctors were like, well, we can't recommend a test for you, and we can't this, and we can't that. And then I get a test, and then they said, we can't even help you interpret the results of your test. And it goes on and on. I've been through all this. I've been tested for COVID several ways, several times. I've been tested for the PRC test, or whatever they call it, the antibody test, all the different tests. And it's hard to get a test. And we really had sick people in our family, and we tried to go get a test. And the testing place that the Internet said was open and rolling, we went to, and there was not a single person there. They told you we had a hospitalizations, and they cranked up a big hospital out in the ocean in New York or whatever it was. And then they eventually took down that military hospital because it wasn't even needed. These are the people that told you, don't wear a mask, you don't need one. And then they came back and lied and said, well, you do need one, but we told you you didn't because we didn't want you to take all the masks from the medical personnel, the frontline people who need it most. Those are the frontline people that were heroes in the first place. And now the frontline people that know better on vaccines, know the truth, don't want to take the vaccines. And now instead of heroes, they're terrorists. They're enemies. Shut them down, ruin their careers, fire them all. See, 
You say, well, Sam, why are you so mad? Because the CDC changes its estimate now. We all were thinking that the Omicron was putting people in the hospitals, and that turns out to be false. It isn't true. Fake news. Because why? The CDC jumped the gun in their quest for power, and they knew that it was several weeks lag on these hospitalizations. Given that the CDC estimates are rough guesses, the article continues. So now we got these you know, facts that the CDC rolls out, and we realize that these are rough guesses. That's what I mean by a wild A star star guess. They're rough. They're not even factual. They're not even scientific. A rough guess is not scientific, ladies and gentlemen. They say with a, quote, wide range of possible values. They call them confidence intervals. So now you're doing these wild, crazy guesses, these rough estimates based on these confidence values. Well, ladies and gentlemen, now they're playing the con game with wild A guesses, and they're acting like it's the science. And now they get caught, and they literally have to change from claiming that it was the Omicron variant to where it was the D variant that's putting people in the hospitals. They were wrong. Here's then they double down and highlight this even more. Cases of Omicron, well, cases of Delta, any cases, can only be confirmed with gene or genetic sequencing. You got that? So whenever they tell you that, they don't know. They say which is performed on just a portion of samples across the country. So now, folks, it's kind of like the pollsters. Okay? These scientists are using kind of pollster mentality to go ahead and W-A-G, wild egg ass, these likelihoods. They sequence a few people, and then they extrapolate that to the society at whole, and they don't even know what they're talking about. They say Omicron is, exp- is spreading still extremely fast. That's true, but they don't know how fast. Still, they say the CDC did a poor job communicating the uncertainty of its estimates. Now, let me tell you why they do a poor job at communicating the uncertainty of their estimates. Because they're lying to you and pretending there's the scientists, and all they're doing is following the scientific fact. And if you ever disagree, you're out of step with science. Joe can spew a lie from the CDC, and it's fine, even though he has no credentials, no degrees whatsoever. But all the doctors and the scientists who disagree, oh, they're terrorists. They're spreading falsehoods. They're telling their tale without evidence. But the wild egg guesses of the CDC are evidence? You dishonest liars from the pit of hell. You can say, Sam, you're sure on one today. You're darn right I am. Because they're literally locking people down. They're literally in New York now going into restaurants and arresting people who don't have a vaccination card. It's time to step up the bold, clear reality check. And I'm going to do it right now on your radio, baby. The agency, by the way, that's the, quote, CDC, they say has had a series of missteps during the pandemic. I'm going to come back to that in seconds. I wouldn't call them missteps. I would call them intentional lies, pretending they're based on science. I'm here to prove they're lying to you and they're not based on science at all. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. 
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Former Nevada Democrat Senator and Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid died Tuesday after a lengthy battle with pancreatic cancer. President Obama on MSNBC upon hearing the news. And, and work uh, to get something. And he has never forgotten uh, the path he took. And, you know, uh, he knows that uh, there are searchlights uh, all across the country. And there are kids just like he was. Senator Reid was 82. Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas made a rare visit to Israel for talks on economic and security issues with Israel's defense chief, Benny Gantz, last night, Israel time. It was a Palestinian leader's first such visit to Israel in more than a decade. It's being reported the two talked about implementation of economic and civilian measures and emphasized the importance of deepening security coordination and preventing terror and violence. USA Radio News. Thank you! Thank you. That's just a few of the Track Grabber owners saying thank you. Track Grabber is a unique and simple tool to add extreme traction to your car or truck when you need it. The Track Grabber patented extreme traction kit includes a mounting strap and traction blocks tough enough to lift you out of almost anywhere. Track Grabber Extreme Traction has long been the secret of the U.S. Border Patrol, the Department of Justice, the South Dakota Highway Patrol, and many more. Now, they're available to you. Be the hero this year. Give the gift of rescue. Skip the stuck. Don't have your loved ones waiting for help. Track Grabber installs as easily as a jumper cable. In minutes, you'll have the extreme traction to get on stable ground. All the details are at trackgrabber.com. That's T-R-A-C-G-R-A-B-B-E-R.com. That's trackgrabber.com. Use promo code ROCKSTAR for 20% off. Flies are limited. Trackgrabber.com. Use promo code ROCKSTAR. The cruise ship industry is under the watchful eye of the CDC. The CDC is actively investigating or observing 86 cruise ships following COVID-19 outbreaks on board. The affected cruise lines include Disney, Carnival, Royal Caribbean, and Norwegian. The cruise ship industry staged a comeback in September and put several preventative measures in place to curb the spread of the virus. In the USA Radio Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. On Tuesday, the FAA confirmed in a preliminary report that there were two crew members and two passengers killed in a plane crash east of San Diego in El Cajon. The Learjet belonged to Aeromedivac and offers air ambulance and air transportation services for critical care patients. The National Transportation Safety Board said the small jet was on an instrument approach to runway 17 at Gillespie Field just before crashing a mile and a half from the runway. Rain may have played a factor. We're wishing you and your family all the best for 2022. We are USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. I'm live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm absolutely fired up. Some people are saying, Sam, you're on full auto today. <laughs> Let's not think we're talking bullets. We're talking about rapid fire freedom of speech, baby. And I am on full auto because I'm fired up and frustrated with the dishonesty of your government in bed with the mainstream press. Okay, I can't take it anymore. Whenever I speak out, they say you're a terrorist. You're spreading fake news. Shut him down. This guy's a bad guy. He's an extremist. He's a whatever. And now we find out that the FCC is, I'm sorry, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the agency has had a series of missteps during the pandemic is what they call it. Now, I say they're outright lies. 
And you say, Sam, why are you so hard on them? My gosh, they're just trying to get it right. It's a fast-paced, changing, scientific reality we're trying to no. The reason that I'm so hard on them is because they're so hard on me. Okay, if we ever disagree on anything, they don't just say we disagree. We have a right to our opinions. We're doing our best to follow the science. He can say what he wants. They're not kind and polite and civil like that. What they do is they say, you're spreading fake news. Kick him off all these platforms. Deplatform him and his lies. Uh, look at how, Let's sick the FBI on this guy. Let's discredit him and destroy his career. Let's attack his reputation. Let's, and it goes on and on and on. But then if they have a misstep, and I turn out to be right, uh, we don't say fire them. Well, I do, but they don't, right? Okay, and so they're so hard on me. If they were just honest about their guesstimations, their WAGs, as I call them, uh, the wide reality check, okay, I would be kind to them, saying, you know what, they are doing their best, and they're trying to keep up, and it's very hard. It's like the weathermen. <laughs> we don't have great tools in this fast-paced, scientifically changing reality. I'd be very kind to them, too. But when they literally point the turret at me as if I'm the enemy, and somehow I'm the bad guy. Somehow I'm dishonest and not genuine. But they are. And then when I attack the, tr uh, the falsehoods they're spreading and they say you're attacking science. Ladies and gentlemen, they're the ones that sent out botched tests early on. Not me. That was your government. All right? When they shift guidance on masking and they told you you didn't need a mask and now they say you need one. And they even said, well, we lied to you because we had to. We didn't want you to take all the masks from the people who needed them. I'm the one that said you didn't need a mask. And I still maintain that masks don't do any good for the most part. In fact, in many cases, they make it worse. Why? Because you touch your face so much more often than if you don't wear a mask. Why? Because people are reusing masks over and over and over because they can't afford to buy a mask every day, every hour. And so when they use masks over and over, they're bringing infected masks into places. Okay, that's why these big old plastic things between people at the store and everything else aren't good. All they do is they redirect the air particles in a different place. They don't get rid of them. They just put them somewhere else. So the guy next to you or the guy behind you gets sick, not the store employee maybe. But it doesn't do any good. It's all um, bogus. Okay, remember, they're the ones that have now halved the isolation period from 10 days to five days yeah they say for those who test positive and, and who are now asymptomatic well we don't even know if the test positive is true i'm the one that brought up to you about the pcr tests and how they'd use these cycles and if the cycles are too high i documented that anthony fauci admitted the tests are not accurate so we know the tests aren't accurate even the cdc and anthony fauci admits that right but now they want you to, if you've test positive, well, we don't know if that means anything or not. The new estimate of 59% is also a rough calculation, experts say, and they expect even the new number to be revised. I just want people to be aware that that's just an estimate. It's not a fact from sequenced confirmed cases, said Nathan Grubaugh. He's an epidemiologist at the Yale School of Public Health. Well, good for him. At least he's telling you the truth for once. I don't know how the CDC built their algorithm, he continues. But human beings made these programs, and humans are fallible. 
I guess that's what an, another guy at this other school of medicine said. So now they're admitting that they are using these algorithms. He doesn't even know how they made their algorithm, but, but he basically says, look, humans make these algorithms and they make mistakes. Now, I would have a big, big, big understanding of that. I'm a computer guy for a living, right? I get algorithms and I get that humans build them. But let's apply that now to race and to global warming. They want you to believe all the computers and all the white people are all racist to program these computers. And I submit to you that no, they just make mistakes in their algorithms. But when it comes to race, they just want to paint you as a white supremacist. Every program ever written is a racist program. Okay, where's the forgiveness there? Where's the forgiveness in the global warming thing saying, you know what? We can't even predict the weather a week away. We're not really positive on this global warming stuff. We just think that we're right. If it goes right, then they're going to double down and say, see, Sam, you were wrong, and they're going to attack me. But if I'm right, they're going to not say a word. Dr. O'Connor, for example, says scientists and healthcare providers need to do a much better job of communicating the uncertainty of the things that they're telling the people. Having the humility to acknowledge that there's a lot no one knows and is unknowable right now is really important. Amen to that. So my question for these goons is this. Are you going to be humble enough to admit that you don't know? Are you going to be humble admit enough to admit that you don't know what your experimental vaccines are doing to people and what the long-term repercussions of your grand experiment will be? That's what Dr. Ben Carson, lead surgeon in the world, says, and I believe him. But see, if Ben says that, he's a quack. If I believe him, I'm not following the science. I question Fauci's narrative, and I'm attacking science. They're not humbly saying, we're not really sure. We're not positive. Yes, Sam, the experimental vaccines might have serious downstream repercussions. We're not really sure. Why don't they blatantly admit that? No, they're doubling down and saying the vaccines are safe and effective. And you're highly protected when you take them. Doesn't matter what you see. Doesn't matter what you experience. Doesn't matter the reality. We're saying that they're safe and effective and that you're highly protected. And anybody who says that isn't accurate, I question that narrative, is somehow an enemy. Is somehow spreading fake news. And anytime you attack them, you're attacking science. But the reality is now they're admitting they're not engaging in the scientific method or scientific reality or scientific fact. They're using polling equivalent, if you will, to determine if it's the Delta, Delta, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Derivative, Delta, Delta strain, Delta, or the Delta variant is what they call it. Okay. Or if it's the. Omicron. They don't really know. They made a guess and they were wrong and they had to correct it. And now they're saying, we're not surprised we had to correct it. We know they're just guesses anyway. And now they're saying, we're not going to be surprised if they change it again. Well, if they change it again and change it again and change it again, it's not science, ladies and gentlemen. Then they admit the only way to really know whether it's the Omicron variant or the Delta variant is to gene sequence, to do a genetic sequencing on every single person. Otherwise, they don't know for a fact. They don't have scientific evidence at all. They have nothing but a high-tech poll whose algorithms are subject to error by the people who built the algorithms. That's what they're talking about here, and I'm okay with that. 
Because at some point you can say society's just doing their best, Sam. We've got humans that are trying to get a handle on this thing. I have tremendous patience and tremendous respect for that reality. But I don't for the reality that says we're God, we're king, and we know, and anything you say is wrong, is fake news, is dishonest. I mean, look, Joe Biden literally said those who disagree with the vaccines are making big money to lie to you. Stop it. Ethics are the issue. Isn't that what he said? Isn't that what whacked out crazy Joe said? Well, this is what the deal. I'm not making money on telling you what I'm telling you. I don't make a penny. Okay? I'm not making any money. Believe it or not. Now, here's the next question. And the reason that I really want to double down on this. Listen to this headline. CDC finds over 83% of Americans had COVID antibodies before the Delta surge. Over 83% of Americans had COVID antibodies before the Delta surge. That article was released 9-3-2021. So September, not December, but September the 3rd, literally three months ago. Dara Roche, Newsweek is who produced or you know printed the article. When we come back, I want to drill into this because I have serious questions. And don't you dare tell me that I'm the enemy of science. That's a lie. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. We call ourselves truth tellers for a reason. My brother and two other boys were the ones that got in the car with her. And she was drunk. The road that goes to her house is like really windy. And she was taking that road at 80 to 100 miles per hour. And when it hit into the road, there was her door flung open. She ran out across the street to get away from it. And the other three boys were trapped in it. And the car exploded. And then when my mom found out about it, she called me at work. I don't care what you have to do, just get up here to the hospital. You know, I parked my car and I went inside. And they took us back to this little room. My mom told me that Jake had been killed. And I, I lost it. The other people excluded like, well, you can drink, but just be careful when you drink, you know? So I don't want anything to do with it because it took my brother away from me. <laughs> A public service message from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be, they would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. 
with news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I maintain we're truth tellers for a reason. That reason is God, family, and country. That reason is honor and integrity. Ladies and gentlemen, that reason is the moral high ground. Thou shalt not bear false witness. And when Don, I'm sorry, when whacked out Joe, some call him the president of the United States, when this guy says that I'm telling you lies about vaccinations, I say they're not safe, they're not effective, and they don't work, and they don't give you a high level of protection, as Joe says. He says Sam is lying to you. Sam has an ethics problem. And because Sam's making big money on those lies, stop it, he says. How am I making big money on the lies? I literally fund my own radio program with my own money. Now, thank heavens to all of those of you who have donated. But we, the people, have funded my efforts. I'm not making big money. I have a day job to fund my living and my family, ladies and gentlemen, and my wife works too. Don't act like I'm getting all rich, Joe, who gets 400 grand a year, literally four times plus the amount of money that I make. You've got a pension for life. I don't, Joe. You've got incredible health care that I'll never get, Joe. Let's talk about who's getting paid to spin what, shall we, Joe? You're the guy that you and your son, your whacked-out son that makes babies with prostitutes and lies about it and gets caught lying, who then invests in foreign governments and foreign nations and then gets caught and cover it up so you can become president. You're the guy that's going to tell me that I'm lying for money, Joe? Why don't we just, Joe, have an open debate? I'll clear the decks. We'll get rid of my two-hour radio program daily limit, and we'll just go as long as the debate lasts, Joe. Come on the radio with me, and we'll just go blow for blow, not literally, but figuratively via freedom of speech. We'll be thousands of miles apart. He'll be in the District of Criminals, and I'll be in the Olympic State of Utah and the Rocky Mountains, and we'll debate this thing, Joe. Come on. You want to do it? You want to talk about it, Joe? Let's see how quick you are on your feet. Let's go ahead and do a throwdown about who's telling the truth and who's lying and who's doing what for money. Shall we, Joe? I'm ready to go, Joe. Are you? I didn't think so. The point is we are truth tellers for a reason. The reason is honesty, integrity. The reason is our God, our family, and our country. The reason is the protection of life, liberty, and property. And when you're literally giving advice that's pro-death, Joe, through your abortions to little babies and through your murdering of folks left and right via the Coco and your dishonest, quote, scientific narrative, I'm going to take you on like nobody's business, sir. You're darn rights I am. All right. The CDC, ladies and gentlemen, finds that over 83% of Americans have had COVID antibodies before the Delta surge. Now, this article came out written by Newsweek. Dara Broche is who wrote it, and it came out on 9-3-2021, so literally three months ago. So let me get this straight, Joe. The goal is to get antibodies in the American people to prevent COVID. You're ignoring the natural immunity that people have for whatever reason we can't fathom. That's a scientific, absolute fact that natural immunity is better than vaccinated, created immunity. In other words, God develops immunity through the human body. That's superior to your man-made immunity, sir. And for you to say different is an absolute scientific dishonest lie. Never mind that. Whether you get your vaccination immunity from vaccines, 
or whether you get your natural immunity from having the COVID from an infection. Either way, 83-plus percent of the American people, according to the CDC, even before the Delta variant, the worst variant we've had thus far, 83-plus percent had antibodies. Now that the Delta variant has ran its cycle, three months after the article was released, literally, what, nine months after the Delta variant or the Delta variant cranked up? I can't remember the date the Delta variant cranked up. But after that, you've had two, uh, what do you want to call it, variant strains go viral, the Delta and now the Omicron. So if 83% of the American people had antibodies before that, after the Delta variant and after the Omicron variant, what percent would the CD find percent of Americans would have what antibodies to date? Sir, I'm telling you right now, you've got well over 90% of the American people with antibodies against the COVID right now, whether they got it from vaccines whether they got it from the first shot, the second shot, whether they got it from the booster, whether they got it from previous infections naturally, I don't know, but you're well over 90%, and you're running around with outbreaks everywhere. The Northeast, full of outbreaks, some of the most vaccinated people in the country. You're talking about airplanes. Pilots can't even fly because they're sick, even though they've been vaccinated. You got ships, 86 ships being investigated now with, quote, infections spreading on their 100% vaccinated crews and patrons, right? It gets worse, ladies and gentlemen, because the FAA now, isn't that the Federal Aviation Administration, right? The FAA administration is breaking its own rule, which states that pilots should not fly. After having taken medications that have been approved for less than a year. Okay, so pilots are not supposed to take medications that have been approved less than a year. That's according to a group of attorneys, doctors, and other experts, including a pilot who says his career ended. Why? due to an adverse reaction from a COVID vaccine, okay? Human rights attorney and our dear friend, Lee Dundas, she's primary author of the letter. She told this to the Epic Times. Now, uh, I wonder about the science about the facts is the science sound that says hey new medications that are on the market that have been released for less than a year uh, pilots who take them shouldn't fly because you know what it could be a problem is that science sound if it is why are we not sticking with the science why have we jettisoned the science and we've said even though the vaccines have not been released for a year even though they're not really approved they're on an experimental emergency authorization so they've never even been approved for that matter why are we saying pilots must get vaccinated or they're fired and we're also having the the uh, vaccinated in other words drug-induced pilots flying against scientific better judgment and against the faa federal aviation administration rules and guidelines why See, shame on these people. I'm against this dishonesty 
All right? These Omicron cases are so mild, people can't even tell if they've got the flu or the cold or the cocoa or what they've got, right? Think about that for a minute. So why is this going on, you may ask? I don't know. I don't know. I just know it's a shame. It's an absolute shame. Now, Fauci is admitting that he has a nationwide plot to force vaccinations. You don't believe me, huh? You want to hear it? The headline says, Fauci slips and admits to nationwide plot to force vaccinations. Here's the soundbite. Let me ask you about something else uh, from from the president's interview with with David. Uh, David asked uh, about uh, the vaccine, the lack of a vaccine requirement for air travel. There is no vaccine requirement for domestic air travel in the United States. Um, And and when the president was asked, should there be one? He said that his team has has said it's not necessary uh, at this point. Do do you agree with that? that, that, That there shouldn't be a vaccine requirement for domestic air travel? Well, it depends on what you want to use it for. I mean, vaccine requirements for people coming in from other countries is to prevent newly infected people from getting into the country. Well, that didn't work, sir. Uh, The Omicron variant spread to the United States incredibly fast, even with your blockades, even with your mandate of vaccines internationally and everything else. It didn't work, sir. It didn't work at all. A vaccine requirement for a person getting on the plane is just another level of getting people to have a mechanism that would spur them to get vaccinated. Namely, you can't get on a plane unless you're vaccinated, which is just another one of the ways of getting requirements, whatever that might be. Requirements, now they're not mandates, they're requirements. It's a softer term, it's a lie, folks, it's force. That's the word you need to think when they say requirements or mandates, think force by your government. It's tyranny, folks. It denies agency. The God-given reason for our whole decision-making as individuals, our liberty is at stake. So, I mean, anything that could get uh, people more vaccinated would be welcome. Whoa! uh, People more vaccinated would be welcome. Anything to get you vaccinated would be more welcome. He doesn't care what level he has to go to to get you vaccinated. He's going to go for broke. Anything is fine. Liberty aside, anything is fine, according to whacked-out Fauci. I couldn't disagree with him more. Fauci just literally proposed a vaccine passport for domestic air travel. Makes us wonder what other areas of our lives does he plan to implement vaccine mandates, passports, requirements, whatever word you want to use for this, right? Do you think you'll have to eventually have a be required to show your vaccine passport or card to go to the doctor? How about to go to the store to buy clothes, to eat in a restaurant? Oh, they're already arresting people in New York for eating in a restaurant without a vaccine card. What about exchange Christmas presents? See, this is just insanity. Anthony Fauci, quote, we want to make sure people keep their masks on i think the idea of taking masks off in my mind is really not something we should even be considering says whacked out fauci this guy is off his rockers crazy i mean he really is he's crazy 
He has literally got to be stopped for the safety of the American people. We need to fire this guy. But the American people love him. He's one of the top federal people that Americans love and trust, say the pollsters. Is that true? If it is, then you're not going to get Fauci fired. If it's not true, we better double down and call that fake news for what it is, right? But, ladies and gentlemen, I believe we the people can make a difference. All right? Human rights attorney Lee Dundas is the one that helped create this incredible letter to the Epic Times, right? Uh, the Epic Times doing a phenomenal job, in my opinion. The FAA, Federal Aviation Administration, is literally breaking its own rules. And if we're going to talk about science, let's follow the science. Was that rule for the FAA put in place for scientific, legitimate reasons of safety for the American people that are flying on airplanes? And if so, why are we jettisoning that rule? Even if the vaccine was approved, it hasn't been a year. But the fact is, the vaccine's never even been approved. It's experimental use only right now. But they're mandating vaccines? And then forcing pilots to fly? Dishonesty at the highest levels, ladies and gentlemen. We're truth tellers for a reason. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. I know I've been on a hard-hitting talk today, but there's a reason. They're literally violating your rights to God, family, and country. To life, liberty, and property. we got to stand up now. God save the republic.